Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Embrace technology now. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill, Embrace Technology Now. Yes, it's so, so important. I will get into that in just a minute or two. Let me first start with saying, hello, how are you? I hope you are all happy, healthy, safe, and sound. Yes, this is Bob Cargill with Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, episode 165. Hey, it is November 26, 2022, a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday outside, blue skies, sun's out. Yeah, what could be better? I hope you had a ridiculously awesome, if you celebrate Thanksgiving the other day, I hope you've had a nice break from work or school or from whatever you do. I hope you've had some good time with your family, your friends, your loved ones. I had a lot of time with family and we, my wife and I, our kids, my 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 mom, my brother, my sister, we all got together. I was around my family all week at different times. My my stepdaughter and her husband, my my two boys, our two boys and their girlfriends, my my mom, my sister, my my brother and his family. Yeah, we all were together at different times this past week. Such a great, great time. I hope you too had such a great, great time. Yeah, so that's the Thanksgiving break. I don't know about you, but I am actually very relaxed and and very ready to hit the ground running on on Monday, getting back to my teaching. I teach at three different schools. I think you know that. I'm an adjunct professor at Suffolk University, Northeastern University, and Mass College of Pharmacy in Health Sciences, all in Boston. I love, love, love teaching. I have said that. I will say it again and again and again. Now, I've had a long career, a long, strange career in marketing, and I've loved every minute of it, but I think I'm loving every minute of it now more than ever. I, I really do enjoy my teaching. I really do enjoy being in the classroom with my students. I feel very, very grateful for the opportunities I'm being given professionally lately. I can't tell you how grateful I am feeling. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I give thanks to the schools where I teach, the students who I teach, life in general. I am very, very grateful for it. Yeah. So in my running, I think you all know I've, I'm a runner. I, I think you can you you. If I haven't talked about it, uh, you can see my my a few running medals, a few. Where are we? Running trophies. I've been running since I was a kid, since I was a teenager. Actually, even before that, and I've run a bunch of marathons. I let's see, last count, fourteen Boston marathons for charity, seventeen in all, twenty marathons in all, and always running races almost running every day. I try to, and hey, as I get older, it's certainly not getting any easier, but I'm actually in great running shape, if I do say so myself, and I'm feeling good about it. So good, 
Now, tomorrow, on Sunday, I'm running a 10-mile race. Looking forward to that. I'm actually very relaxed, very at peace with myself when I'm running because it's time alone. It's time to think. It's time to just get in that groove, get away from technology, which is what I'm using pretty much all day, every day, technology, social media, Zoom, recording something, taking pictures of something, writing something on my computer, on my phone, on my tablets. So, yeah, running is good for me. I know that. And it's good for me both mentally and physically, emotionally, and for my physical health, my physical fitness. But that's a story for another day, although I worked it into a story for this day. Let's talk about marketing. And the top of the show... My intro right at the very beginning was embrace technology now. My, my runner's watch is hitting, sounding an alarm, so I had to turn that off. It's exactly noon, yeah, on Saturday, November 26, 2022. Yeah, so let's talk about embracing technology now and why did I say that. Well, that's one of the lessons in my book. Back here. <laughs> 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons, which I wrote. took me about three years to write and publish. This year, it will go down in my history as one of my biggest accomplishments, one of my proudest moments, publishing that book, 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons, a long, strange career in marketing from junk mail to social media, available on Amazon. An easy way to find it is going to tinyurl.com forward slash 20 jobs, 20 lessons. And for that URL, it's using the numbers, 20 jobs, 20 lessons, not spelling it out. But in that book, I do have the 20 lessons. And one of them is embrace technology now. And that's chapter 12. And that's 2000, 2001, when I worked at a dot-com. And... That dot-com became a dot-bomb, as we said back in those days, because that was the early days of digital, of the internet, of companies that relied on the internet to do business. And we sold e-books, and we sold e-books a little too early in terms of when... People would actually buy those ebooks when ebooks would become what they are today, and that is mainstream. We were a little ahead of our time, and that was a fantastic experience for me, a short experience, but one I'll always remember. And that's the chapter, chapter 12, on the really introduction that I had to becoming enamored with the internet, becoming enamored with technology. And when I realized that that was my future, and that was pretty much everybody's future, let's admit it. Let me sidetrack or segue or interject or interrupt myself just to explain where I'm going with talking about my book. On December 7th, Wednesday at Mar- in Marlborough at the Lashu Brewing and Roasting Company. Thanks to Pine.org, the printing industries of New England. My good friends there, Christine Hagopian, she's the president. Thanks to 
Pine, I'm going to have an opportunity to talk about my book at Lost Shoe Brewing and Roasting Company from 5.30 to 7.30 in Marlboro. And I'm going to tell some of these stories. And one of them is absolutely going to be Embrace Technology Now. So I wanted to talk about it today because it's been on my mind and telling some of these stories about my book. I have a little break for a few weeks at the end of the fall semester, which is coming up from like mid-December to mid-January. A break between semesters, a break between teaching, and that's when I hope to plan to promote my book a little more. I put so much time into it, writing it, getting it published, but I haven't promoted it enough, so I'm promoting it now a little bit by talking to you about it, and I'll be promoting it for the next few weeks. I should be promoting it all the time because I've realized you really do. So anyone who wants to be a writer, first of all, writer of a book, you can do it, absolutely, and I encourage you to do it, and I'm so glad I did it. But it's one thing to put it out there. It's another thing to actually sell copies, okay? So using Amazon, it's been very, very self-explanatory, not too difficult to publish. But again, and they're going to help you promote and sell that book, but you got to do a lot of that work on your own. So here's part of that work, <laughs> telling stories, sharing what the book's all about and hoping that will lead perhaps to sales. Not to be too self-promotional, not to be too shamelessly promoting my own book. Let me get back to the story. I discovered 1999, 2000, 2001, that time frame. I mean, the internet came around, what, mid-90s for us all. We started getting email addresses and started saying, whoa, what is this? Websites, etc., email, etc., dot coms, etc., businesses doing their thing, selling on the web, e-commerce. But I caught the bug. 1999, 2000, 2001, 2000, 2001, to be exact, working at this company that sold ebooks. But before then, I had, what, approximately 17 years in business where it was all print and direct mail, and I had some great jobs, fantastic jobs. I mean, I had a master class, my first three jobs out of grad school in direct response advertising, direct marketing. I mean, big time companies. RCA direct marketing was my very first job. I had a stereo in my office. The RCA Record and Tape Club. That tells you right there how long ago it was. I was a copywriter. Had a door, had an office, closed the door, listened to records. Yes, vinyl on the turntable, and wrote about them for the record club. And that was something like you get 12 or 13 records for a penny. You signed up. It was a negative option strategy where you were sent a record or tape of the month each month. And if you liked it, you kept it. Or if you forgot to return it. And that means you paid for it. You could return it. Okay, or you you could decline it, should I say. You could say, no, I don't want it. Otherwise, it would be sent to you. I can't remember if you could return it once it got to you. But 
it was a great strategy. It was basically record of the month, tape of the month. Book clubs were out there too at the time. They may still be out there. The negative option probably still is a thing. In fact, it is a thing. It's getting something until you decide, I don't want it anymore. Negative option. Okay? And it's really getting you to commit, the consumer, if you will, to commit. That was my first job, RCA Direct Marketing. Then I worked at Warner Brothers Publishing, Sheet Music. Wow. Two big, big behemoth, iconic music companies, back-to-back, RCA Direct Marketing, Warner Brothers. Then, (laughs) so I interviewed for a job. So Warner Brothers, by the way, these are primo, premier locations. RCA was on Avenue of the Americas. Warner Brothers was in Rockefeller Center. Yeah, where the big Christmas tree is every year around this time of year. Landmark locations. I'm waving goodbye to my wife. She is taking off to run some errands. I have a bunch of windows in front of me. That's how I can tell you it's such a beautiful day outside. I've only stepped foot for a minute or two outside. But later on, I'm going to go either for a run or for a walk, get some exercise, before my 10-mile run tomorrow, that'll be plenty of exercise. But Warner Brothers, RCA, premier locations. However, the the downside, you know, I had these back-to-back amazing jobs. The downside, once I started working at Warner Brothers, not too many months after, they said, hey, we're moving out to Secaucus, New Jersey. So I had a reverse commute from Brooklyn to Secaucus, New Jersey, and that didn't sit too well with me after a while. So I decided to look for a job back in the city. Interviewed for a great company. You'll hear about them in a minute. They said, we got an even better job for you. We want you, but we have an even better job for you in Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. Can you believe it? I couldn't at first, but it piqued my curiosity. They flew me out there. I felt nicely courted well-desired, wanted, how could I resist? I took the job out in Des Moines, Iowa at Meredith Corporation. Great company. So I told you, master class in direct marketing, three big behemoth, well-known companies, back to back to back, RCA, Warner Brothers, Meredith. So that was a great start to my career. That was fundamentals. That was the principles of direct marketing. Really good bosses who knew their stuff, who taught me what they knew. And I learned quickly. And I came back east, worked at L.W. Robbins in Franklin. That was direct response fundraising, direct mail fundraising. Then in Natick, Jordan Savage Direct, circulation promotion. So I had it all going on, so much so that I said, I'm going to start my own business. 1990 to 1997, I had my own business, Cargill Creative. Absolutely, that's where big things happened. Remember, this is all direct mail, all print, before I get to the embrace technology now part. There wasn't technology, really. I mean, it was different kind of technology. It wasn't digital, it wasn't internet, it wasn't social media like I'm going to get to in just a few minutes. So, on my own, during that time, 
90 to 97. That's when I joined NEDMA, the New England Direct Marketing Association. I'm still a member to this day. What is that, 30 plus years? I joined Toastmasters, a public speaking group, and that's where I launched, if you will, or what, where I got the confidence that helped me launch, if you will, my career as a public speaker, as a communicator in front of audiences. That was a big deal because I was a little shy, a little timid, didn't have the self, self-esteem, the confidence in myself that I think I got pretty much of now, but I didn't at all back then. I needed Toastmasters. Toastmasters, I would highly recommend to anybody who wants to learn public speaking, to learn leadership skills, to build their confidence, to realize that, hey, public speaking is really like a thrill, a high. I will now say, yes, pick me. (laughs) Anytime. Yes, I'm in if I'm asked to be a speaker or somebody's looking for a speaker. But before Toastmasters, I would, you know, hide. You know, I don't want to be picked. That ain't for me. But after Toastmasters, yes. And and so combined with being on my own, having my name on the door, having the Toastmasters experience, being a member of NEDMA, my visibility increased and things really began to take off. Yeah. And I'm so proud of what occurred during those seven years, having my own business, winning some awards, speaking, teaching seminars, Doing a lot of great work, I think, for a lot of great clients. Absolutely. Props, kudos, thank you to them for hiring me. Giving me so many great opportunities. Got married to my dear wife, Barbara. To dear stepchildren, David and Sophie. And then we had two dear sons, Scott and Ben. Went back into the corporate world, if you will. Nine to five, if you will. Around 1997. Hey, we're almost there (laughs) to embrace technology now. The topic of my talk today with you. Because this was still direct mail, but email was coming around. The internet was coming around. We were starting to build websites. I was starting to say, whoa, I am enamored with what's going on online. And then I read that book. What book is that, you say? The Clue Train Manifesto. And the Clue Train Manifesto pretty much changed my life. The Clue Train Manifesto was all about, I should have a copy of it right here to show you, but I don't, but you can look it up. It's pretty much free online, I believe, a lot of it. I'm sure you can get it for a very affordable price. The Clue Train Manifesto was all about the emergence of the internet and how Businesses had better, and this is something they said, I paraphrase, come down from your ivory towers because the market, and those are the people, the consumers, prospects, customers, the market is talking about you, whether you like it or not. And you had better join the conversation online. I paraphrase. And ideally be listening to and learning from your audience and maybe leading those conversations So, yeah, that was a game changer. That was, whoa. (laughs) And that coincided with me working at that dot-com that made e-books, produced e-books, sold e-books. I don't know if they made the e-books. We sold them. We marketed and sold them. I don't think we made them, if you will. But we were 
selling them, but a little bit too early in terms of their life, their, 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 their you know, viability, if you will, because obviously now ebooks are mainstream. That's all I read for the most part, unless someone gives me an actual physical copy of a book. And yeah, I'm selling some physical copies of my book. Here it is. 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons, A Long Strange Career in Marketing, which I'm telling you a little bit about from Junk Mail. Do social media. We're almost at that social media part. So, yeah, so the next bunch of years, even though I was doing a lot of direct mail still in print, I was chomping at the bit to do more Digital marketing, online communication, social media. What happened? Thank you, Yellowfin. Thank you, David. So I worked again at Robbins. A terrific job. A terrific company. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, all my colleagues. Lisa, Mora, Chad, Alvina. But I made the jump over to Yellowfin where... From day one, the rest became history because from day one, I started my blog in 2004, February 2004. It was a beautiful day. I think that might, or it is a beautiful day. I think those are the first words of my blog at the time called A Fine Kettle of Fish. Then became a new marketing commentator and now just the com. Still the same blog. Thank you, David, again for saying, yes, Bob, you can write this blog. And yes, Bob, once I left that company, you can take this blog with you. Thank you so much, David. Blogging was social media. Blogging was conversing with others, commenting on other people's content online, them commenting on my content online. That was the social and social media. That was the beginning. You know, LinkedIn was around... I was one of the first million members of LinkedIn today. What, are there 800 million? Something like that. People on LinkedIn. You know, I was one of the first million. I was early adopter on all social media channels. Facebook was for college students only until 2006. I joined it as soon as I could. Same with Twitter, same with Instagram. I was doing YouTube videos early on. As amateur-ish as they were, I was doing them. I still am. You know I have a YouTube channel. Just look up YouTube. Bob Cargill. I'm on every channel, even TikTok. I was going to say Snapchat. I am there, but I haven't done Snapchat in a long time. But I do TikTok from time to time. I do Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Regularly. Twitter especially, multiple times a day, Facebook, what, did I miss any? LinkedIn, Instagram, hope I'm not forgetting any, it's possible, but I do all the major ones, and I teach all the major ones, and I talk about social media constantly, to pretty much anyone within earshot, anyone who will listen to me. Good segue, Bob, to the message, today's theme Embrace technology now. If you don't, you will fall dangerously far behind. Yeah, I'm speaking mostly 
with regard to business, but for personal reasons too. It's how we communicate. Facebook is how we stay in touch. This past week, who wasn't sharing pictures of their Thanksgiving holiday break times with their family and friends? That's how we keep up with one another. If we can't be with them in person, it's the next best thing to be in there. Social media changed my life and it can change yours. Personal branding, so, so important. I mentioned that I was one of the first million on LinkedIn. If you're not active on LinkedIn and you're in business in any way whatsoever, you're missing the boat. You have a chance to be a thought leader. You have a chance to create content, share content, comment on other people's content, build your own community, join other communities. Support others. They will support you. They will reciprocate. It's networking. It's online networking. It's critical to your professional development. It's vital to your progress as a professional. It will help catapult you, accelerate you, increase the level of success in your career. It will help you, yes, level up. That's social media. That's LinkedIn. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. That's Instagram. Did I miss any? That's TikTok, Snapchat, whatever. There are many of them out there. Channels where you can be social online. Social media, the social and social media. It's conversing with others. It's listening to them. It's learning from them. It's supporting them. It's engaging with them. It's sharing your own content, videos, pictures, words. Other people's content, third-party content. doesn't have to be content you create. Content that reflects who you are as a person and professional. Content that reflects your knowledge and expertise. Content that reflects your interests, your hobbies, who you are as a human being, your family, your friends. They want to hear from you. They want to see you. That is how we stay in touch with one another in 2022. And it will be how we stay in touch with one another going forward. 2023 and beyond. One way or another. Online, digital communications. Come on. You can't argue with that. Sure, specifically, the channels may change. Who knows what's going to happen to Twitter. I'm hoping and praying, frankly, that it survives, if not continues to thrive, because I love Twitter. So I'm counting on Elon Musk. I'm counting on Twitter to stay as cool, as awesome, as ridiculously awesome as it is today. But regardless of the channel, the internet, online communications, digital communications, technology is where it's at. We can't argue with that. This world's getting bigger and bigger, more complicated than ever. This is how we stay in touch if we can't see each other in person. So I'm talking a little bit personally, but come on, I'm focusing on professionally. How can you not have a presence in this day and age on social media? I ask my students, these are digital natives, human beings that have grown up with digital communications, and I take attendance, and I do it the old-fashioned way. I send around a piece of paper. And usually, if not often, if not always, I'm asked for a pen. 
because the students do not carry around pens and pencils anymore, writing utensils. And there's pretty much no paper on their desk. Maybe one in 15, one in 20 has a notebook. It's all laptops, phones, tablets, electronic devices. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your walk of life. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, what you do for a living. Sure, some professions don't rely on the internet, don't rely on digital communications, don't rely on technology all that much. But come on, it behooves each and every one of us to learn it. And in many cases, if not most cases, in terms of what we do for work, it behooves us to embrace it. Personal branding, digital communications, learning from others, listening to them, sharing with them, online, on social media. It's mutually beneficial. It's mutually advantageous. It brings us closer together. I say social media can change the world, not just your world, the world for the better. I believe strongly, and I've said it, I've done a video with regard to this very specific topic, and that is reading, writing, arithmetic, and social media. <laughs> There's an expression or a thing or an adage that back in the day was reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's what we learned in grammar school. Well, I think, and I'm not kidding, social media should be taught perhaps as early as in grammar school. If we all knew how to use social media, I mean everybody, we all had access to technology, learn technology, I guess I'm talking specifically digital communications technology, online communications, social media, if we all had access to it, knew how to use it, knew how to use it properly, effectively, for the greater good, it could change the world for the better. The world, yeah, you've heard me say this before. If you listen to any of my videos, watch me, hear me, see me, the world would be a much greater place. The world in which we work, play, and live would be a much greater place. If we all knew how to use technology, and I'm talking technology that helps us communicate online, and probably I'm talking specifically social media. I've been passionate about it since I discovered it, and I've told you now, if I haven't told you before, when I discovered it was 1999. 2000, 2001, specifically 2000, 2001 at the dot-com company where I worked. Then in 2004 when I started my blog, thank you, David, thank you, Yellowfin. I never looked back after I started that blog. I've been writing content, recording content, taking pictures ever since, sharing them online. I've been conspicuous in my presence online and I recommend that to people who want to be strong, looked up to personal brands. 
I recommend that to companies, clients who want to be found online. That's how you get business. That's how you get known. That's how, when, maybe, finally, you as an individual write a book, you'll have a community of people who will be interested in reading it. Think of all the benefits of having a strong position as a thought leader online. It will help the company for which you work. It will help you in your personal and professional life. It also forces you to know what the heck you're talking about because if you're writing content, sharing content, doing something like this, extemporaneously speaking for over 30 minutes and then just putting it out there for the world to hear it and see it, it will force you because you had better know what you're talking about and you had better have the confidence, the ability, the reputation to see Do you hear where I'm going? What's not to like about digital communication, social media, or what's not to believe that it can be mutually beneficial to your audience and to you if you were to learn it and do it on a regular basis? This is what I'm preaching. This is what I'm recommending. This is what I talk about day in and day out in the classroom, on my podcast, on my blog, in my tweets. This is what is my main message. That if you want to communicate with people in this day and age, 2022 and going forward, effectively, convincingly, You need to know digital communications. You need to know the internet inside and out. You need to know social media. That's how presidents get elected. That's how CEOs build an audience. That's how students right out of college get jobs. That's how students, when they're very, very young, and perhaps even as young as being in grammar school, that's how they can learn to communicate in the future compellingly, convincingly, effectively and to level up their chances for success, both personally and professionally. Personally, it helps you stay in touch with your family and friends. Professionally, it helps you succeed at a higher level, period. Hey, that's my message for today. That's my monologue. 34 plus minutes extemporaneously talking about the importance of embracing technology now. That's one of the 20 lessons in my book, 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons. That's the lesson for chapter 12. When in 2000, 2001, I worked for that dot-com company and realized where the future of communications was going, online and specifically social media. I hope You are all happy, healthy, safe, and sound. I thank you all sincerely for listening to my show, for watching my show, however you are taking it in. And I say, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I hope life is ridiculously awesome for you.